Hello, world. Hello, world. All you out there listening to us, I feel like sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> horses, they... horses, horses. Oh. What do they say? I can't, I can't remember how she introduces people. Or maybe I'm thinking about Delilah on Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I don't know. That just is going to get way too off topic. So, listeners, so we hit over 200 listens on our podcast. Yay! Insert clapping hands here. Yeah! I might be able to do that. I'll try. (laughs) If you heard it, you know it worked. (laughs) Um, Besides that, uh, we found out the anchor app allows people to leave us messages and questions yes and we have our first listener question which is really neat to me yeah it kind of makes everything feel more real we have a listener question we have a listener first of all (laughs) (laughs) now i kind of feel like frazier um listening (laughs) So we're going to hear our question from Lewis, um, and uh, we're going to do our best to respond to Lewis, and that will be our podcast for this time around. Yep. Can you guys talk about how, on your own, you you know began to sing or enjoyed singing or discovered that you actually could sing very well? And... Um, you know, when you met each other, I don't. You probably didn't know that the other could sing very good. Well, whatever. Um, how, um, you know, how did that happen? Like, how did you say, "Oh, you, you, you got, you have a nice voice"? How did that happen? How did that unfold? And um, was it comfortable, uncomfortable singing in front of each other? And then, um, yeah, what do you guys think about singing? What does singing mean to you? Ooh, good question. so good (laughs) such a good question good question and you you let yourself know that you had a good question which I also enjoyed (laughs) alright how did we discover singing and that we enjoyed it and that we were good at it and then how did we discover that about each other and what did it feel like when we realized it about each other and was it comfortable singing in front of each other or with each other and then what is singing why do we sing what does singing mean to us so for me I guess the first question is really can you remember starting to sing yeah (laughs) what was what was your first memory of singing Um, so when I was like, I don't know what age, I want to say like three or four years old, I was very obsessed with Shirley Temple and I watched her movies religiously. (laughs) Like, I I don't know what cartoons kids were watching. I was going to say, are we talking Good Ship Lollipop or are we talking about Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farms? Like, give me... Both. Like... 
all of her movies when she was a child. I didn't watch anything when she became a teenager or anything. Um, so, I yeah, I don't remember. I remember watching Mr. Rogers, and I remember watching Shirley Temple. <laughs> I don't remember watching, like, cartoons when I was a child. I think I watched uh. Shirley Temple movies. That was what I watched consistently. So, I, from day one wanted to be a singer and a dancer and an actress and I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to be all those things but I copied her and so I remember two things specifically I remember standing in an ice cream store in Massachusetts and standing on top of like remember those little drains like those sewage drains the circle ones but they would come out of the ground sometimes i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) okay well whatever (laughs) so i would stand on like drain pipes i don't know and pretend it was a stage and i would sing for whoever was there like families and people that were there i would sing shirley temple songs and then i remember at a camp that my family attended in massachusetts a salvation army camp I did the same thing. There was like a little, I don't know if there it was a rock or I don't know what it was, but I had this thing at a specific spot on camp that was my stage and I always got up on that and sang. And my parents encouraged it. Like they were never like, this is awkward that you're just standing in the middle of a public area and singing and people are watching you like you're just putting on a show like they encouraged it they would watch me and like be quiet and be attentive (laughs) so that was my start start and then it goes on from there you just kept singing i just kept singing i mean i have lots more but you can as your first memory that's my first memory i am told my first memory and I know you've heard this story from my mother, I don't know how many times. <laughs> of us going on vacation. And my the way my mother says it, I was two years old. And we were in on our way down to Florida, I assume. And we stopped at a uh, welcome center. And on the welcome center, they started to play some Oklahoma instrumental music (laughs) but I started to sing along with it and the woman behind the counter said is that baby singing this song (laughs) (laughs) is that baby singing (laughs) this song my mother said yes (laughs) and I knew all the words because up until I was about five my regular morning ritual to say my age was to go downstairs by myself early in the morning before everybody woke up and take a laser disc of Oklahoma and stick it in the machine, and I would watch Oklahoma every single morning. Oh my gosh, it's brilliant. <laughs> so, it's so I think my parents were very encouraging of of us to sing and to be expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad had a lot to do with that because my dad didn't have an upbringing where he could do things. Like, he never he didn't go to museums. He didn't go to musicals. He didn't go to anything that he considered culture. So that's one of the things he thought when he was going to have kids, he was going to have 
give us culture. And that apparently meant a lot of musicals <laughs> in, my, in my house on Laserdisc. Lots of Pirates of Penzance was one of her family favorites. And for years, I didn't know that they were singing about a paradox and thought that they were singing about a pair of ducks. Mm. Nobody corrected me. No, they probably thought it was cute. Yeah, my brothers thought it was funny for me to be singing about a pair of ducks and not correct me. Well, now you know. Now I know. So, it's And I okay. sing paradox. Good. But yeah, so singing, <laughs> singing from a young age and taking part in things. And I think both of us just had a history of singing from a really young age. Yeah. And being encouraged by our parents, them making room for us to sing. Yeah. And encouraging us to do that. Yeah, eventually, um, my parents started taking it more seriously. And when I was about six, um, the Salvation Army has a competition, a music competition? Well, music and arts, um, territorial competition. I'm trying not to say words that will just not be inclusive. Salvation Army vernacular. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean Star Search wasn't originally the Salvation Army's right. idea. Wasn't that Ed McMahon had Star Search? I don't know how we didn't get sued. I don't know if it was called the same exact thing. Anyways, I was thinking about that recently. I was like, wait, was there was it called Star Search? Or was it called, like, Search for the Stars, you know? I'm pretty sure We should look that up. Or somebody... Star Search. All right. Somebody should let us know. It's before people got upset. It's not around anymore, so I guess it's no longer an issue. Because <laughs> we stole it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my parents uh, started signing me up for this competition where you could go by division and compete in a... Mu- at, back then, it was just music when I was a child it was just music there was no dance or drama actually maybe there was drama I can't remember um I just remember singing yeah there was no drama and brass right singing piano brass yeah that might have been it probably timbrels I don't even know they got in at the start um tambourines that also won't make sense to anybody people people will be like what you had a competition with tambourines? All right. <laughs> so they signed me up for these competitions, and I did really well. And I didn't really understand it at the time because I thought that I was just performing. And because I was a performer, that then I should do well at things. <laughs> I didn't understand that I actually had a skill. I, I didn't know why I was winning. Um, and I didn't understand at the time that my parents were sewing into you something. You didn't know that you were good? Is no. Is that what you're saying? Not, I didn't think I had a good quality, like a quality singing voice. I thought people just enjoyed watching me. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. because I would do things differently. My mom would give me moves so I, mean, I would have moves and facial expression. 
That's definitely a part of singing. Like, I wouldn't just stand there and sing my songs. So, I think because I was so different, and my dad played guitar, and all the other kids had a pianist or a cassette, I guess. But my dad played the guitar. So, I think I always thought, like, oh, I'm just different, and I stand out, so then I win. But eventually, when I would won at the bigger level which was the whole territory, the whole East Coast, Salvation Army, then I started to realize, oh, I guess I'm good at this. Maybe I can sing. I always knew I could sing. Parents don't lie to you. They told me I had a good voice. Oh, right. Um, Parents don't lie. (laughs) I can remember... um, my brother Brian and I won vacation. I wonder if he even remembers this. But I would say from Virginia to maybe south of the border at North and South Carolina, we decided to do different harmony arrangements of Amazing Grace. <laughs> so for like two states, oh down gosh. 95, we did different ones. Who else? Was everybody in the car? Yeah. Oh, goodness. We were bored. I mean, we're in a van. Oh, so there was space. There was space. We each had our own seat because four kids, four seats. So we were on our individual seats making up harmonies and trying to outdo each other for two states. You can only, like, nap and play headbands for so long in a car trip. <laughs> so we did arrangements of Amazing Grace. Um... Yeah. That's really cool. Like, so when... We've been singing ever since. We've been singing ever since. Um, And we both did musicals and... Yeah, I think that was the thing. It was fun. I didn't really think about it. I just thought it was fun. Yeah. I really just thought it was fun. I feel the same. I I didn't. I joke about... Of course I knew it was good, but I mean... I really just did it because it was fun. I didn't think about... I didn't think about it. Kids are innocent that way, I think. So, So, (laughs) (laughs) well, so when we first met, I had already had my list about of, of what I was praying for in the man that I wanted to marry, and I wasn't... When I say I had a list, like, I wasn't strict with this list. But I feel like certain things the Lord knew. (laughs) Like, these things really are important to our heart. And I feel like he just honored that and blessed me and gave them to me. Even though, really, I didn't have to marry someone who could sing, but it was definitely on my list. Why do you think it was important to you? Because worship has always been important to me. Singing, well, not just worship, but singing in worship has always been, like, since childhood. I mean, I remembered songs that we sang in church, and that is what... I remembered songs that we sang in church more than I remembered Bible lessons or Bible verses. Like, songs were what would come to me 
when I would be struggling or when I would be, you know, in fear or whatever. Yeah. When I would be in a time of need, when I didn't have a prayer, like I would remember songs. So those were my prayers, basically. And those were my, like, that was my rejoicing. That was my, that was what, that was my tool. That was what I had. So I knew that that way of offering worship to God was important to me. And I couldn't, I just couldn't really imagine how you could sing worship to Mm. God if you couldn't sing. So (laughs) (laughs) it's like, what I'm going to spend, you know, my whole life in church with this man standing next to him. And like, if he can't <laughs> sing, what is I going to do for my experience? Which is kind of selfish, but that is one of the things I thought about. But then I also thought, I did think about singing together, and I thought about how how much I enjoyed, like, the act of singing. And how I delighted in thinking that I would have, I would be able to share that with someone. So it was thought out. But no, I didn't know that Scott could sing when I met him. It's funny, though, because I kind of just assumed because it was on my list. <laughs> In faith, I believe you could sing. What if What if that was it? What if I could not sing before that, but because of your faith, I could suddenly sing? Yeah, except so all the stories you just told. <sighs> just imagining for just a second. Did you even think about singing when you met me? Um, I didn't, but... I, and I mean, in an extremely shallow way, I discovered that singing was important to me. Because I think I told you this about I was dating a girl and mm-hmm. I went to go spend time with her and she was super nice and definitely cooking something for me. And she thought she would be sweet and sing while she cooked, except she couldn't sing. Mm-mm. <laughs> and. I just I, don't um, know what to do with that. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm super embarrassed, but I was not in a good place with the Lord at that time. So I was just kind of like, I'll call you later. And I never <laughs> talked to her again. Oh, it's terrible. It really is. But, but it happened. You weren't okay. So. I, but I wasn't. And I didn't know that. I really didn't know that singing was important to me until then. I was like, right. I can't. At that level. I can't. Because then I thought you didn't even see a future with that person, and still and it wasn't until that moment them. though yeah. that I I was like, oh, I can't be with her, and it was absolutely clear at that moment, I couldn't be with her. But that was that was the last person I really dated before we got together. And I had we, decided I just can't. I stink at dating, so I'm just not gonna really do it anymore. And when we got together. I I have no clue how I learned that you could sing. I don't I don't remember because we would drive around in the car and he would lip sync his heart out to every I didn't think you were really going to bring that up. <laughs> to all the music in the car. And I I guess we must have had a conversation like you started can you not sing me about it? Can you sing or can you not sing? I don't know. Maybe we had a conversation and he was like, "Oh, actually, I can sing very well. I can, I don't remember having this conversation, but I could imagine that we had this conversation and that I said, then why are you not actually singing? And he was like, because I like to lip sync. 
<laughs> I come from a loud family, so I like quiet. <laughs> yeah. Even in the car by myself singing. Even the sound of his own voice is too loud for him sometimes. I have never been an in-the-car loud singer. I know that that's people's opportunity to super express themselves, but that seems like so much energy to me. So I don't actually remember the first time that I realized Scott could sing. But that conversation came up. Do you remember the first time you realized I could sing? I I I literally don't have a moment. I mean, as soon as we got in the car, you just sang. Yeah. So I knew you could sing because you would just sing when we got in the car. Yeah. I have been singing forever. But you're much more the outgoing performer than I am. Yeah. But, like, my brothers, when I was little, would hit me. Or, like, tell on me for singing. They'd be like, Mom, she's singing again. My mom would be like, what would you like me to do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't stop her. So I was like, yeah, that's how much singing has been a part of my life. It's just like I would annoy my family. Yeah. Because I couldn't stop. I really couldn't stop. I wasn't trying to be annoying. It just, that's what comes out. So I have some family in my immediate family that are not strong singers. And even they enjoy singing. So I just came from a singing family. There you go. We were like the Partridge family. No, we weren't. But there was I think everyone I, in my family can sing. It was just a whole lot of musicals going on in my house. <laughs> so um, many musicals. So what did you think when you realized that I could sing? You were like, Whew, that's a load off. Well, at that point I already knew we were gonna get married. Oh, so you were like, Nah, that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. I'm already gonna marry her, so that's nice. <laughs> No. <laughs> my first, I bet my first thought was, does she stop? <laughs> that ain't right. I mean, you sang along when we got in the car. I know. And you made fun of me for my lip syncing of songs. I'm sorry. And if I was you like, have a good I just, voice, I, I would, don't understand why you would lip sync. I would like to listen to the people <laughs> singing their songs. Um, so, and... <laughs> also, I discovered, I don't know when or how, but I discovered that he could play guitar, which was also on my list. Uh, and that's probably because I was like, what if we are in a situation where we need to lead worship? I don't know why I was thinking that, but I, I think I was thinking, what if we needed to be leaders of some sort? And all I can do is sing. I can't play an instrument. I'm going to need somebody who can play an oh instrument. Gosh. But I don't want them to play, like, a horn. I want them to play, like, the piano or guitar. So. I think I got, like, in high school, I did a lot of singing. I did different kind of singing groups. I did different kind of competitions. And I think after high school, I was just disenchanted. It was all this spiritual flux going on. Where I just kind of lost that that joy of singing. Mm-hmm. It was no longer fun. I recognized it for what it was, which was just all performance-based. Um, and kind of just, you know, that vain aspect of people needing people's approval, which is really fear of man. 
And I started to realize all this, so I just stopped. I thought, why sing anymore? Mm-hmm. And I really didn't start singing until we got together. Because mm-hmm. I was in psychology classes. You don't just spontaneously sing in the middle of a psychology class. I also really value like times of singing as worship. Yeah, you started to really push when we were first living in Brooklyn. Yeah. You would push like for in our my home, home right. worship nights. So And you're like, you can just I left how you had it all worked out and how perfect. You'll just lead worship, you'll play your guitar, you'll sing, God's presence will come, revival will start, like feel like you had that all worked out yeah and i was like i still do (laughs) but i was like i don't want to i digress so when we started singing together well we started at home we started to sing just worship music oh it wasn't worship music i know exactly what got us starting to sing together what the trouble with school is they always try to teach the wrong lesson. <laughs> so wicked. That was it. That song. All right. I was singing it one day, and you started to sing the counterparts. Mm-hmm. And then there's two duets in that song, and we started to sing both of them together. And then we started to go, we could make this better. Let's try that again. That's, oh, I thought you meant we could make it better than the people who did it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I mean, you probably do kind of diz a little bit. Have you think that we could do it better? No. <laughs> I love you, Christian, Kristen Chenoweth. You don't I know remember being, so you don't remember being in the car? I just want to let you know, Kristen, our, that I love you and I respect you. Our, our friend Drew made me that wicked CD. He burned it for me. Nice. So I had it in the car, and we started singing along to that. And I think that that's really when we discovered that each other could sing. Mm. And that we sounded nice together, because it's not always the case. Just because you have two good voices mm-hmm. does not mean that the resonance in each other's voices match. So I don't think it was ever weird to sing in front of each other. No. Because singing was so natural to us, so it was never Important. like... It was never like, oh, wait, this is the first time that they're going to hear me sing. Because it was yeah. a part of who we were. So it wasn't, it was like, I have red hair. And obviously everybody in the world knows that. It felt it felt like that natural. Like, and I sing. So everybody knows that. But at this point in our life, it's taken on like much more depth, much more richness. Why is it so important to us now? I don't even know if I can talk about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, like, when I heard that question, I... I don't know. I was getting emotional. So, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I will talk about it, obviously. That's why we're doing a podcast. I'm not going to be like, I can't talk about it. Cut. So... It's just emotions taking me over, (laughs) caught up in sorrow, lost in a song. I hope Giselle listens to this. She's the only one who will get that reference. I bet you not. Um, What 
does singing mean to me? Well, first of all, I was never a singer. I was actually a dancer. That could sing. My whole life, yes. I was a Mm. dancer that could sing. So it wasn't honestly until I went to training, which is crazy, until I went to the Salvation Army College for Officer Training. I have to say that whole long thing. And if you don't know what that means, then just ask us. Um, But until we went to our Salvation Army Seminary Training College, um, I just kind of forgot about singing. I didn't forget about it. I still enjoyed it and I still did it, but I just, I forgot that I had a gift, I guess. Mm. I, I kind of fell back into, well, I'm just a person that can sing, that happens to be able to sing. But there is a difference, I think. Yeah. And I took more opportunities to sing because I wasn't burnt out on dancing, but I just kind of felt like I wanted to do something else. Like, I didn't want to Mm. dance at every chance I had. I had done that my whole life. I just wanted to... And I wanted to learn how to lead worship because I've always been fascinated by, Mm -hmm. especially the Bethel circle. Like, I watch people lead worship and I've always been fascinated. And I feel like while I was at school and the few opportunities that I had to lead worship, I realized how different it felt to be the one leading than it did to be the one in the congregation. Mm-hmm. So I think it was really leading in worship that like opened me back up to this love again. And what it means to me, I don't know. Yeah. You, you can talk. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I remember it like 10 minutes ago when you didn't know if you'd be able to talk about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I remember I what started to change my mind toward worship was I was having intense encounters with the Lord and being exposed to people who were worshiping. Like mm-hmm. one of those people was Jason Upton. Not only was he worshiping when you heard on on his album, but I got to see him in person a few times in small groups, like of like 20 people and him doing almost like a class and just had favor that I just happened to be there because I knew somebody and hearing people talk about it in a completely different way. And one of the biggest influences was going to hear Phil Driscoll talk about it at Morningstar. And Phil Driscoll is a trumpet player who's a believer. He's had some ups and downs. But um, he was there teaching, and he talked about Psalm 22.3, where it talks about uh, God is enthroned in the praises of his people. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how within the sound of the worshiping community, God is enthroned, meaning he is ruling and reigning out of the sound of his people. That there's something about the sound of his people 
and cultivating the place where God's presence manifests and dwells. And as he's like teaching about this, he takes out his trumpet and he did just one clean note and it really felt like it could collapse the entire building. Mm. It was so crazy. And I kind of took that and ran with it for years and still didn't get back into singing and leading worship. I just never had opportunity to. The Lord just did lead me that way. I got more and more into the prophetic but still carried with me this concept of there's something about this the sound of worship that stirs and excites yeah. the Holy Spirit and is like the calling from deep unto deep. Yeah. So that as we are worshiping, as we're singing, as we're playing our instruments, as even people don't get that worship is far beyond even just music. Mm-hmm. So... God is enthroned in the praises of his people it has become this thing where we not only get to create a place where God dwells, but we are the place where God dwells. Mm. That if, you know, was it Genesis 2 or 3? I can't remember which creation story is so like specific about God breathed in to man mm-hmm. and that breath gave him life. Mm-hmm. So it's that idea that the breath of God is in inside of us, and so that that's why in us is the power of life and death. Mm. What we use that breath toward, yeah, is explosive power. Right, and if you can come in alignment with God, in that praise, it's huge. Yeah, and I think you knew that inherently. Like I had to be taught that. I think that you picked up on that. Without really being taught. Mm -hmm. So I had this knowledge and I was seeking richer experiences. And I felt like you were, your heart was seeking richer experiences. And then we got married. Yeah. And we started to sing and started to feel that. Yeah. So even when we weren't singing necessarily worship songs, as we're singing in. Right. Like, as we were enjoying each other, even though we're singing Wicked, (laughs) Mm -hmm. as we're enjoying each other, God's presence was manifesting. So some of our greatest times... Yeah, the same with all our Disney songs. ...have been in singing, yeah. We don't just sing them because it's fun. We sing them because we really do connect with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, All those Facebook songs. And that's what's fun. That we've done. Yeah, we really, <laughs> really. It really is. And in that, we get to connect with the community of God so that people are in response. So it's not even like we have these friends and family and other people who have seen us do those videos on Facebook and have said, oh my goodness, you guys are such great singers, but they talk about experiences that they have while hearing us. Mm. And we really are like, It's because we're enjoyed together in the Lord. Right. It's crazy, but like you're you're just saying, oh, we don't do it just because it's fun. In a way, we really do just do it because it's fun. Like the joy of the Lord is amazing. Mm -hmm. And to have fun in Him and His presence in so many different ways, I think has become pivotal pivotal in Mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah. And I also feel like singing somehow is a thin place for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm singing. You create a thin place. Yeah. Like, the atmosphere shifts and even though God is not more near, it feels like he is when mm-hmm. I'm singing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's as near, you know. Yeah. As always, but it feels, and I guess it could just be going back to creativity again in general. Yeah. And joy, taking joy, delighting, but um, yeah, I mean, it's the same with my dancing, like, it feels raw, it feels thin, it feels like heaven is close yeah it feels very easy very tangible so i just want to be in that place and i'm glad you brought that up how cool to be there with my husband because as you dance that's just another great way as you dance you're disturbing the atmosphere Mm -hmm. you're disturbing the air sound itself is recognizing a change in air pressure so as you're shifting and changing the atmosphere. Um, and I remember, you know, seeing you dance at a wedding when we were newly together. Yeah. And for me, um, I operate more in like a seer manifest where I, I will see things often overlaid. And watching the throne room and you dancing in unity with what I could see happening in the throne room it was like key that your movement, your worship, we talk about if two or more are gathered, um, that the Lord's presence is there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever we ask will be. It's this concept of when two or more come into agreement, that word is symphonio, like mm. music, symphony. Mm-hmm. When you come into a symphony together. Yeah. I think a lot of times we limit ourselves and say, well, I have to be with another human mm-hmm. to come into agreement with. But I was watching you being in symphony mm-hmm. with, um, you know, other beings. Yeah. And we can be in symphony with the intercession of Jesus, and we should be. So that when we say, well, if two or more are gathered, there the presence of God is, we shouldn't count out all the non-humans. <laughs> That that could apply to. Mm-hmm. And the idea that as we're worshiping, that there is a great cloud of witnesses, there is a greater host, I think in terms of us understanding that, like singing was key. Yeah. Because we could sense that something else was happening than yeah. just a song. Yeah. And I don't, it's not limited. We're talking about singing, dancing, but not limited to those things those just happen to be yeah our things yeah coming into agreement with the worship of heaven can look a lot of different ways yeah it can look like race car driving it can look like writing a children's book it can look like operating on a heart yeah because again your movement is disturbing the atmosphere so is is it a disturbance that's ushering in the holiness of God, the otherness of God into a situation? 
something other is coming into a being. Or we could just disturb the atmosphere in terms of breaking down. So there's this crazy ability in humans that we're given to either destroy or create. Hmm. And it's kind of like we have to be intentional. So I think that's why we're passionate about our singing. Yep. Even our Disney songs. I hope that answers your question. If you want to ask a question, like Lewis, if you download the Anchor podcasts, you can actually leave us messages. And we'll be able to play those. So fun. Yeah. And I have no idea what's up because Anchor just got bought by Spotify. What's happening? They obviously heard about our podcast. Obviously. We are really responsible for the acquisition of Anchor by Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Our singing is that powerful. (laughs) All at once. Everything looks different now that I see you.